Welcome to the Nice Hair Podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Haley. We are two girls committed to being nice, to hair and business, and to keeping it real. We're going to be talking about social media today and what that means as small business owners and entrepreneurs. Yeah, we pulled our audience on Instagram and we had a lot of questions about marketing and how we both built our extension businesses. So we thought we would kind of cover everything in like a an umbrella episode and just kind of hit a little bit on everything just because it was something everybody was really curious about. Yeah, it'll be kind of scattered if we don't just condense it down to one episode. So this is that episode. This is our social media episode. Just to give a little backstory too, if you're just hopping into this random episode... I'm going to try to say episode as many times as I can in one episode. No, I'm just kidding. So Haley and I both specialize in hair extensions. Specifically, we're both certified MBR hairstylists. We are also certified in microlines hair extensions. So that's all we do. All of our clients have hair extensions. We both are very uh, well educated in color as well. Um, And our clients get color services with us. But unless you're getting hair extensions, pretty much. Yeah, we we, only, we don't have any other clients. So that's just our backstory. Yes. Haley <laughs> and I are just we're just we're just fun gals, okay? Um but this is what I wanted to ask you, Haley. Okay. Um we're gonna start this off, but give me some sort of idea about how your social market st- social marketing strategy has evolved from let's say Maybe let's say when you first started utilizing Instagram. I think Instagram is the big, um, the big platform we are all using primarily right now. With I would hair. agree. So I know for myself personally, and this isn't necessarily the best decision, but I have focused most of my marketing through Instagram. That's how most of my new clients find me. And I would say... My business seriously shifted when I started using Instagram for hair. Were you doing extensions at the time? No, okay, not so at all. So when you started Instagram, m- using it as a marketing tool, as a business platform, you were doing what, cut colors? Yeah, just cut and colors, um, men's cuts, kind of uh, honestly a little bit of everything. Extensions, if you listen to our intro, just was not my thing though, so... Um, I definitely wasn't offering that service, but I had a friend who started posting one hair photo every day. And you're like, in your mind to me, even now, I'm like, who the, who the fudge has that many hair pictures? Yeah. And it was interesting to me because I was kind of watching her do this and Leslie, you know who you are. Hope you're doing well. Uh, we're actually, we met like through social and then we like met in real life too, which was cool. But, um, she started posting one hair photo every day and I just was kind of watching that. And I was like, man, it's kind of a lot, but I mean, it, she's not like losing out on anything no. by doing that. So that's a good point. Like you're not like, the thing is, is nobody likes you as much as you like you. 
also no one's watching you as much as you're watching Literally, you. Literally, nobody else is paying as much attention to your content as you are. So every single thing you're overthinking, nobody else is thinking any single thing about it. And but, for better or for worse too, it doesn't mean that by all means, like we're all very valuable, but I think we don't realize we are just the blink of an eye in someone else's like large day, you know, but we're all the star of our own show. Yeah. Well, especially like on an app, on a phone, like nobody cares that much, but, but sometimes people will troll you and then they care, but that's (laughs) their problem, not yours. Totally. So this is talking about like a normal audience. So I was just kind of watching that happen and I was like, well, I guess I'm going to like start doing that. And so I slowly just started paying more attention to Instagram and how people were portraying their work. And I slowly started shifting my focus to pictures of my work. And that was kind of a little bit of everything, cuts, colors, um, across the board. But what was interesting, my schedule started filling up and I... So you started noticing that too. How long did it take from when you really started? I'm actually, as we're speaking, scrolling back on, on Haley's Instagram. She doesn't know this. <laughs> she probably just thinks I'm being a dick and like looking at my phone because we're sitting across from each other. Oh, but gosh. I'm not being a jerk. I am actually on my phone scrolling far, far deep back onto her Instagram to try to figure out when she started And this was some research I could have done before, but I'm doing it now. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out when she started being consistent about posting. So I, I would say it probably, because here's the thing with social media, you guys, consistency is the key. You have to be consistent. You have to show up consistently, whatever that looks like for you. I think that's something you can determine on your own. But Mm -hmm. once you decide to start showing up, if you want to see a shift and a change, you have to be consistent with it. It's the same thing with like a diet or a workout. Like you can't go to the gym once a week and eat McDonald's every day and expect to see an overall improvement to your body. Like it's just not going to happen. It's the same thing with your social, with your business. It's like anything else. Even if you think about it and I think Haley's mind goes to workout and diet because Haley is those are interests of hers not that they're As not I'm interests of drinking mine. wine <laughs> no it's okay <laughs> but I think like I I really like and focus on um leadership relationships uh I'm just a very curious mind so I think my mind goes to like relationships are built over a long consistent time absolutely uh, you can't you can't have a best friend in one week no you know like it's just It's so when people go also to look at your work, it, even if you've been doing hair for 15 years, if you only have 10 pictures because you were so hard on yourself or so picky about what was worthy of putting on the internet, like no one gets to see that growth process that you went through. Absolutely. And people just don't relate to you as much too, because like, here's the, like the funny thing though, like. Literally, no matter where you're at in life, whether it's within your business, whether it across the board, whatever it is, if you're a stylist, like wherever you're at in your hair journey, there's always going to be somebody shittier than you. And there's always going to be somebody better than you. That's very true. And always, always, no matter, literally no matter where you're at. And that is all very subjective too. Like, absolutely. Because somebody that's not whose focus isn't color or extensions or whatever your favorite thing in your business is, 
somebody else's focus might not be that thing. So like, if I love vivids, I don't care about Haley's great balayage. Literally. Like if I love rainbow yes. unicorn hair, I, I, she doesn't care about my natural looking clients who look like the sun did it. Like, she's like, why would they spend money on that? Right. You know? And that doesn't mean I don't appreciate it. And I don't think that it's good work or good art. It just means that everyone's coming from a different experience perspective and things are all viewed differently, which is totally good because that means that whatever you're putting out there for better or for worse is if you are putting what's true to you out there, not true to like whoever you think is the best because you're not them. But if you're putting whatever you, what is true to you out there, then people who also enjoy that and appreciate that are going to find you. Absolutely. And I think it's important to know when somebody chooses to follow you or to partake in whatever you're putting out there, they are picking you because they relate to you in some way. Yes. Uh, whether that's personally or professionally. So I think it's important to make sure people get to see your personality as far as like social goes. Um, because Hannah and I are both very outgoing. We're both very, um, like we've kind of never met a stranger, mm -hmm. but we are each going to market to two different types of clients just because of who we are as people. Somebody is going to relate to me working out and being like, wow, like her hair's really long and she can work out with it. That's cool. Where somebody else is going to relate to Hannah on a completely different level because of what she chooses who she chooses to market to. But they're also going to know if you're being phony about it too. Totally. Like if I, if I got on my Instagram and stated, stated, Hey, I'm going to start working out. And then I started working out and was being consistent with it. That would make sense. But if I just hopped on and posted a workout picture like Haley's, people would sniff that out and say, well, that's not Hannah because whatever Hannah camps or whatever you know like stuff Hannah likes sleeping in a tent I, I have a camper I don't sleep in a tent okay <laughs> I have slept in a tent though I'm not too good for it but oh god I prefer not to yeah. sleep in a tent nobody should ever sleep I in have a like tent. a home that has wheels that I take around that's nice that I can put my dogs in um and my I like camping in a hotel and my children of course I mean my camper's kind of like it's like my own personal camper is it like a hilton girl bear. <laughs> no <laughs> it's not like a hilton it should be or a four seasons or a w you know how i feel about a w her name's wanda i know god wanda wildwood anyways mm -hmm. she's nice um and i like camping but <laughs> not in a tent like with right yeah so here's anywho the, so yeah, we lost our train of thought. No, we both have, everyone has their own interests. And like, but that's how you're going to draw your clientele in, honestly. And you think you're like super freaking weird and you think you're awkward. And because you, you think, are weird. No, I'm just kidding. Because everyone's weird. Yeah, but like, that is what people don't get. Like, that's what people are going to relate to when you're like stumbling over telling somebody about your color formula or about your taco that you ate or whatever it is. Somebody's going to like, laugh and be like, Oh my gosh, like I love her. And here's the thing. People want to do business with people that they like, no matter what it is, whether it's hair, no matter, they just, if they can relate to you and they feel like they trust you, they're more likely to purchase from you. So now there is, I will say this, Haley and I are talking very loosely about 
this subject, we both have a lot of intention when it comes to every single thing on social is, is strategic. I don't ever, even my silly stories that people think are just like me drinking coffee in the morning. It's strategic. Like we know what we're doing. So I think that is something to note that it's not like we, I mean, some days you just wake up and, and you get on and do a live or get on and do a story. But I think as a business person in the back of your mind, you always know what that focus is. And that focus is number one to introduce people to our business and to make money. Social media has changed my business and helped me get paid. Okay. Back on track. I have, um, okay. What, what has really worked for you as far as Haley and I were both trained in, in a very specific business manner. So what consistently works for you as far as social media with Instagram? Consistency, I would say first and foremost. Consistency doing what though? Uh, I would say a post on like your actual feed of a day of hair, of extensions. Here's the thing. You need whatever it is that you are wanting to offer your clientele. It doesn't have to be hair, but like for me, when I was trying to build, this was one of the questions that we've, we got, how do you build your extension clientele? Mm -hmm. I only post extension photos. Yeah. That's a good one. So post only what you, (sighs) what you want. What do you want? If you hate doing vivid colors, if you hate doing men's cuts, don't post it. Like just do it. That's okay. I mean, fine. If you want to, if you're still going to continue to do that, that's fine. Don't post about it though, because Because you are going to attract people who are looking for that service. So for me, as soon as I came back from my training for extensions, I don't think I made a single color post. Honestly, I've been doing MBR for two years. I don't think I've made a single hard post about anything other than extensions in the two, maybe, maybe two just to like, same. I mean, like shits and gigs. Yeah. If we could really scroll back, you know what I mean? But like, I, only am advertising extensions because those are the only clients right now that I am interested in taking on new clients with. Yeah. That's all we do. So that's all we're posting. There's yeah, like, so if that's no something that like whatever your specialty is or whatever you want to focus, like only post about it. So if you love balayage, if you love highlighting, whatever that is, only post it. Don't also, post other things. I think sometimes we forget that there's value in taking the okay say you have a bunch of men's or uh kids cuts but you don't want that but you have like four or five great baby light highlight balayage clients or um extension clients or whatever take those clients and take pictures of them in different um against different backgrounds or take some outside take some inside and then use those like spread out over a long period of time there's no uh I guess there's no like harm in like reusing pictures later on, especially in your feed. No, like, not at all. If you I look would... at the big players, like Salt uh, Salt Society, is that who's up in Connecticut? Yeah. Yeah. They have a great branding strategy and, and branding look on their Instagram and they re- reuse stuff all the time. Well, and like have your clients, if you're worried about it, have your clients like bring a change of shirt or yeah, throw a, a braid in there, like change it up, do different things. There's a way to reuse pictures like I I do like when I do photos I do front back side side 
if we have time, I'll have one of my girl, one of my assistants throw a braid in just because then you have more content to post and then you can use that literally months later and nobody is ever going to know that was your client from like two or three months ago. Yeah, no, I throw stuff up. Just make sure stuff's consistent. Like I'm in a studio my background's always kind of the same so I can throw same. stuff up. Um, okay, Haley, here's a good question. <laughs> we talked about this earlier actually, but then we just kind of saved the the good part of it for our I'm podcast. Don't, okay. Don't be nervous. It's fine. Was this over cocktails? Uh, this was, yes, we, I had pizza and Haley had tacos and we, I asked her a question. She's like, gave me a face and I was like, we can talk about that later. <laughs> okay. Haley, should, okay. should your specifically Instagram account, if you are a hairstylist or any other type of entrepreneur or am I saying entre entrepreneur? Entrepreneur. I say photographer. Photographer? Yeah. I don't know. How to say. <laughs> Anyways, should you be a business or a personal profile? Like there's an actual, you know, like we can switch those accounts to either represent, represent ourselves as a business or a personal. Okay. I've looked into this a lot actually. And I think it depends who you ask. Um, I'm asking you, I have an opinion on it too, but I'm asking Haley first. Okay. A lot of the research that I've done says if you, to leave it personal, honestly. Really? Yeah. A lot of it does. I'm not, I'm not buying because it. of how Instagram, Facebook, like they're going to be targeting businesses. And if you want your content to be seen, they're going to push you to sponsor it, to be able to pay for it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, which makes sense on that end from Facebook and Instagram as what is, a business. What is yours right now? Mine's a business, but here's why I, I had it as a business a long time ago. I really like the analytics behind having it as a business. I mean, business. you can't beat it. Like, yeah. you really can't. And, I mean, for me, I mean, yeah, I've sponsored posts, but, like, it's working for me personally, so I'm going to continue to do that. So, Welcome. yes, I have it set up as a business. I really like that there's a direct link to my email. Um, I used to Same. have my cell phone number up there, Same. but that was creepy. I got a it, lot of okay. weird messages. As a, as a woman who's a small business owner, I think there is uh, discretion that can be used in putting your, if, if you have a Just, separate like business. Here's phone, that's some fine. advice, ladies. Don't put your cell phone number on Instagram yeah. because you'll get asked out on dates that you have to like turn down and then you have to like block emails, block Instagrams. And then it get, and then they like reach out to your family members. Also, it gets weird. Also, if you're a small business owner and entrepreneur and you don't like, I'm in a studio by myself. I don't have an actual, like, it's not like, um, she doesn't have a King's, receptionist to like, yeah, it's not like King's landing salon. Like it's not like a salon. Like it's me right. in a studio and I have an assistant who uses that space too. So it's like, I don't necessarily, an email is super professional and also switch your email to a professional email if you don't have one. Like it's not like Kiki Cheerleader 69 <laughs> at AOL.com. Like if you're still using like your high school email, just it's, what was your high school email? I don't even know. Mine was bchao 8 Yeah, exactly. Don't use hotmail that. I literally like, I so, can't remember. Send me an email. Yeah, that's, it's so easy. Like I got on Google and I typed in Hannah Davis hair at gmail.com. Like that's so easy and representative of me. And like, there it is. You can link it to Kiki, Gmail, whatever. Kiki, Diki, Like, Fiki. but just be professional about stuff. No, I, I agree. So I, I, agree. I personally have, I have a business account. Um, I just, 
I think that there is just honesty and not trying to to work a system too hard because I think what Instagram is trying to do is to try to figure out who's trying to work the system and like work against them. And so I'm like, okay. What people don't realize, like everybody talks about like the algorithm, it's actually in everybody's favor. Like the algorithm tries to, whatever content you're interacting with and like commenting on liking there, it's going to show up in your feed more because that's the stuff you care about. So also if you take yourself serious as a business, I think there's a certain like need for legitimizing that like by being a business yeah. in, in a in a format for the public like our profiles are public because anybody can look at them i rarely have men ever look at my profile you know why because it's a bunch of pictures of extensions yeah there's some pictures of me on there but it's like they're going to get bored real easily <laughs> looking at hair extensions yeah. So there, I, there's a specific audience that you're trying that to you're reach. Targeting. That's another thing. Like you have to figure out who your dream client is. That's a whole nother. Yes. Okay. But like, how would you say right now your business and your clientele is full of clients that you would hang out with outside of work? Um, I mean, yes and no, I don't gear my business to find friends necessarily. I enjoy 99.9. I, I, I can't think of a client who, whose um, time I don't enjoy, honestly. So, and there's been times in the past where I'm like, this is a really rough time to spend with someone right. for either way, for better or for worse, just because people are people and not, we don't always click. But that's fine. I think when you get to a certain space where you have a little more control over yourself, you have a little more control over your business, you figured a couple of things out. <laughs> but like people don't, that's what social media is. You are able to literally tell your client or your future client, this is what I like. If you like these things too, we're probably going to be friends. Come right. hang out with me. So like for me, I have my dream clientele, honestly. There is not a single client that I can think of off the top of my head. If I were like in their town or in their city and I was like texting them like, hey, I'm around. Are you free for a drink? It wouldn't be weird because I would hang out with them because we have something in common on a level outside of just their hair. And I would honestly turn around and pinpoint that to most of my marketing. For sure. And I think Haley and I are at a really great point too, where people find us that enjoy us, you know, our content is all very strategic and very, um, intentional in the same, in the same way there, there's content that we put out that we do not put out strategically. Like I don't personally put a bunch of pictures of my children out, not because I love not because I don't love being a mom. I personally love being a mom so much. However, if I was a client looking for my type of services, I don't want to see pictures of a kid. Like I want to see pictures of a girl being cute and enjoying her job and like being classy and living a fun life and doing great hair and like in makeup and hair and just having fun. Like not that kids don't play into that, but I think sometimes people cannot separate themselves from their business. I agree. And they are two things. 
I agree. I would say when you're super active on social media, people automatically assume that you are putting your whole life on social media. And I think that's absolutely false. I turn around and say this to like my mom all the time. Like people know that I love my family. They know I love to work out. They know I like margaritas and that I do hair. And she likes dogs. And I love dogs. Other than that, most people wouldn't necessarily know a ton of things about me. And i that's very intentional. I'm a very private person personally. I, I think the beauty of making it so intentional and having great marketing too is that even though it's also curated, it doesn't look curated because it's not phony. No, it's definitely not phony, but I, there is a piece of knowing like, no, my whole life isn't out there because then you still have that like piece of you that is like your home life and it's private and, and that's fine. It doesn't necessarily mean that people know everything about you, even though they feel like they do, which is obviously like you want people to relate to you and you want people to click with you. Um, but I think at least for me personally, there's like, it's comforting and it almost gives me a peace of mind knowing that I still have a private life. Absolutely. Yeah. It's all about connection. I mean, that's, and that's why algorithm or Instagram plays into those algorithms because they're trying to like robotically get in and figure out what is what's BS and what's not. And that, totally. yeah, that's fine. But I think, I think you have to go into your business wearing two hats or maybe a hat and a set of mittens. I don't know, <laughs> but you have to go in wearing your business hat and then you have to like put it's, on, put on your personal mittens. But it's also you know? the same thing because I don't want this to come across as like, you need to like hide what's no, going on at home. Yeah. But like, it's this, I'm the same way at work. You know what I mean? Like yes, with my are. clientele, like my, I have a great time with my clients and we relate and talk a lot of personal things, but like, I, I don't talk about my personal life a ton. Like, are there things that they know about my personal life? Totally. But there are things that are definitely like, they don't know. Haley excels in that too. We were speaking about this earlier. Haley's really great about um, drawing the line and really knowing how to redirect conversations back to the client. And she has a very distinct like line that she draws. For me, I, it's like, I need, I need there to be a separation. Not everybody's like that. And that's totally fine. But for me, there Ellie, is that need. Ellie and I, doesn't have personal mittens on. She just has, <laughs> she has like a, but that she, works for she me. She has like the finger cut off of a mitten on her pinky. I, that's just keeping her pinky warm. If, if our whole hands and our mittens were ourselves. Oh my God. Okay. I'm out of control. I freaking love you. But I, I'm on the other end. That's why Haley and I are such a great team together. I'm on the other end where I've had to learn over time by just what's worked and what hasn't worked and what feels good and what doesn't to draw myself back a little bit and to know what type of personal things are fun and are engaging to share. And then what is just like either kind heavy of heavy for the client. Yeah. Like, heavy or just like a toss out or just whatever. I say this all the time, you guys, like clients don't come sit in your chair 
to feel burdened when they leave and it, like ever. And so ever. if whatever you're, again, and we've all and made the not, mistake, like forgive totally, yourself totally, if you totally. were that stylist. But it's not like, and it's not like you have to put on this like fake face. You don't have to pretend like something, you know, whatever is that it's no, not, but you're, you're at work. You're at work. There's a professional, you have a professional I think because we love our jobs so much. Duty? Yeah. You have a professional yeah. duty to like leave your personal stuff at home. We love our jobs so much. We forget we're literally working. We're providing a service and we're at work. Yeah. Like we're at work. We're getting, yeah, this is our job. It's not like bestie time. Um, and yeah, Haley's really super good at that. I'm... <laughs> I excel in being vulnerable. <laughs> I to, to it's actually one detriment. of my weaknesses yeah. that I'm not. Yeah, it's okay. Literally, it is. That's why we're a good team too, because we can lean into each other and take that from each other, and kind of grow in ways too. Yeah, she's gonna make me vulnerable. I can already feel it. It's so fun. I'm already annoyed by it. I just know. It's so much fun. Oh, uh, Haley has a really fun Yelp story. But before we talk about, uh, okay, but Yelp Yelp is not to be s- scoffed at. Scoffed at. Scoffed at. I don't know. Don't. I think it's scoffed. Anyways, don't give a dirty eye to, to Yelp because it's a real thing. I have not. Taylor says it's scoffed. Okay, Taylor. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Taylor. Thanks, Tay. Mm-hmm. Um, Yelp is a real thing. I can't really speak to it as a I have a bad Yelp expert. review, you guys. So Haley has a Yelp. You have a Yelp. I mean, I didn't set it up, but somebody gave me a shitty Yelp review. How? Okay. That's what sucks about Yelp, too, is if you don't go on and create your own Yelp, someone can. I hope you guys all look it up Someone now can't that we're talking about it. I've never, I've never talked about it. Oh, that's okay. I know. I just I, hope everybody goes to look it up now. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, we all have things we haven't talked about, um, but we'll talk about here. <laughs> but someone can create a Yelp account on your behalf as a business patron. And then not leave as the a shitty owner. review yep. about you. Yep. That's what's cray-cray about Yelp. Like, I'm, I'm not going to get into it hard, but I will just say. Okay. In a 30 to 45 second oh, I got this. clip, tell us how Yelp has affected right. you. I had this client come in. She loved her hair, her first, I would say, I think it was like her first appointment and then maybe her second appointment. I can't remember if it was her second or third appointment that she hated. Um, She basically, after that, contacted me saying she was having issues with her hair extensions that I was more than happy to address. We actually had a follow-up. So she was super happy from the beginning. Oh, like wrote, wrote a raving review about me on my personal Facebook page. Not on Yelp. Not on Yelp. And so she, um, was super happy with her service and then had some issues or she said she was having some issues and I was more than happy to address it. We had another appointment for her to come in so I could check out her hair, look up to see what kind of had happened. I'm on the edge of my seat right now. (laughs) She canceled said appointments, refused then to come in and let me look at her hair or see her hair, then started threatening if I wouldn't give her a full refund to contact a lawyer. Um, Wow, this escalated quickly. Oh, so quickly. And I said, I'm not opposed to giving you a refund, like at all, but I'm not giving you a refund until I personally see your hair in front of me. Which makes sense. Totally. 
And she refused to come in, refused to come in. And so I just told her, like, you need to stop contacting me. And if you have any further contact that you'd like to go forward with, here's my lawyer's name. Here's his number. And I haven't heard from her since. But then she wrote a shitty Yelp review about me. Okay. So that's the story. If you guys are, like, yelping me right now, that's the story behind that Yelp review. I've been looking for your your Yelp review during this It's also on my salon page. It's not me. It's not on, like, me as a person. that's nice. It's on the salon page. So Sorry, Shauna. Here's the thing I pride myself in, you guys, is, like, uh, making sure that my clients are happy. And I always want them to feel if they have an issue that they can reach out to me and let me know that they're having an issue and that I'm not going to be like mad at them because honestly, probably it's something that I did on my end or it might be a combination of both of us. So it was really frustrating that I wasn't even able to address whatever issue if there even was an issue that this woman was having. Yeah, no. And it's so it's our and now that that's like on that's on the Internet now. Probably forever. I couldn't find it, though. It's our important, it's our, sorry, job as stylists, though, to, like, number one, if you see something that you know isn't quite right, to go ahead. I literally, uh, I don't remember, a couple days ago, I had to retone a a client. If she hears this, she'll know. I had to retone her three times. I heard that. Like, it was an extra probably 45 minutes to an hour because it was, like, I would retone, and I was by myself, my, um assistant was out of town so I was all alone oh my gosh so you were like drowning it's okay though because like at the end of it I was like hey I'm so sorry like once you're used to working with an assistant though it was it was rough it it's like you'd rather cut your left arm off than not work with an assistant also I'd rather cut my left arm off than put shitty work out there that I know sucks just so I can get somebody out of the door because I'm in a hurry because you have that's like not your, my job your net your tv show to watch when you get home yeah I have none of that I have the responsibility <laughs> to like make you have good hair but we've all made mistakes and I think that's when we get clients that come back and say like don't think this is my favorite thing ever and we learn like in the moment it's super important to be like hey this is what I'm seeing are you seeing this sometimes clients are like no this is great like they literally they're like perfect and we're like, okay, cool. And then sometimes they're like, yeah, maybe like some extra highlights here. Maybe like, I don't love this tone. Like, can we clarify and then tone it again or whatever? Right. Like there's fixes and it's just so much like you go home at night and you're just like, man, that was the right thing. And you're never going to, if be- they're going to leave me because they spend an extra 45 minutes with me, then that's that. But like you did the right thing. Agree. You know, like, yeah, that, so I think obviously that's not what you did with your Yelp story, but I'm just saying like, even with Haley and I, I didn't even have the chance to fix it. We have experience. And through that experience, I think we're able to take criticism too, which is a part of being vulnerable too, is that knowing that like my client's criticism isn't deeply personal to me. No, I agree. You know, like well, it is it is personal and that like they're it's spending my work. a shit ton of money. Yes. Queen. So they have every right if they're not happy to reach out to you and be like, hey girl. But it's yeah, it's also our end to make that a comfortable pillow that they can lean into instead of a brick wall that they have to go up against. Right. You know I what agree. I mean? If I'm just like, hee hee, everything's great, bye. Then like that's not uh, there's no like, hey, let me know if you need anything or you know, whatever. 
Yeah. So that ties into social media and that like you just have to be accessible and be consistent. If I have a really bad week at work, I can usually in some weird way, I know it doesn't make any sense, but no, I can sense. I can pinpoint it back to like two or three weeks of shitty social media performance. So there's always a delay for whatever reason in the way that people consume and process and then act on your marketing or your social media content. So, and it's across the board. I think there's less than a month, more than a week. So if I, in the past when I've been consistent with specifically lives and I, lives are like (laughs) this, lives are a funny thing. Yeah. I remember specifically the first time I ever did a live, I wanted to cry. Like, yeah, I, it just, it's so uncomfortable. And you're like, oh my gosh, people are going to do goose. People are going to judge me. And I think they're so fun though. Cause it's like interactive. No, not, not, I love it now. I'm like, Ugh. hopefully, hopefully nobody hates me, but if they do, whatever. <laughs> like, I just don't care. I just don't care. I think you have to let that go. Well, and people, again, it all comes back to people like seeing things that aren't perfectly curated and you can't fake a video. Yeah, lives, and that's where lives are like, you can't like delete a a video in that story. like when you stumble over your words, somebody is going to be like, I get it, you know, or when you say something like so uncomfortable or that's probably offensive to like 90% of the people listening, you're like, I don't mean offense by that, but like. I just said it like somebody is going to relate to that. And that's what makes people love you as you. Yes. Lives are so, so crucial. I agree. Because they are raw. They are real. And they're, and you can, you can essentially do a, like I've turned lives into IGTVs. Totally. I mean, I should do more of that, but But like, like. but like, uh, we, we just say, but, but like so much. It's so <laughs> annoying. Do you think? Okay. But that's another thing is figuring out what kind of live you want to put out there. I've gotten great feedback every time I do like a, Hey guys, just hopping on here real quick. I'm going to show you how I use a flat iron to curl my hair. I'm going to show you how I use whatever a round brush to like blow dry my frizzy hair with extensions. So like, I think in the same way that we're consuming things so rapidly through social media, like through like a YouTube lens, yeah. I think lives and IGTV can kind of like totally. keep that lens too. But it's also, I feel like people love it because it is interactive. They can ask you questions. Yes. They can talk to you. Unless they you're like can... John Mayer and then he's not answering anyone. <laughs> That's because he gets like a million comments a second. Hold on really quick. Do you watch Current Mood? I don't know. Is that a TV show? Oh, my gosh. Okay, if you guys – I'm going to do this really, really quickly. Quickly, John Mayer's Instagram. Oh, is this his, like, Instagram show? Yes, he okay, has an Instagram I've heard show about it. called yes. Current Mood. Okay. It's, I, it's I've never watched legit. it, but I've heard Check about it. Check it out, but not before you finish this podcast. Go ahead, Haley. I don't know what I was talking okay, about. Okay, so you were saying that – I don't know either. I'm sorry I interrupted. No, it's fine, but, like, I think it was just back to – being able to interact with people. Yeah, interaction. Um, everybody likes that. You know, if when you're like following somebody or you're relating to somebody and you have a question, it's an easy way to get back to them super quick. Because I know for me, when my DMs fill up, it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And 
alive is a quick, easy way to answer a lot of those questions that people have. Yeah. And it's, um, we don't see stuff in real time. And I think that, I think that entertainment in general, just as a huge group is going more towards a live audience. I mean, cable is going to be something of the past in five years. There won't be movie theaters like there are. I mean, just people will want to consume things in more of a live format. So ding, ding, ding. Here's your heads up. If you're not practicing doing lives and at least trying to get good at them or be crappy at them now, then you'll be even further behind in five years when like Rebecca Joe, who just got out of freaking hair school is like baller at lives because she's like 18. So I think it's just about, it's not keeping up, but it's more of like just practice. Like videos are not going anywhere. They're going to be even more of a thing. And I think be crappy now. Like if you're small, be crappy now. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. But invest in social media from crucible media. Yeah, that's why exactly that that is our producer Dylan, and that's why Haley and I have even came up. We came up with the idea of the podcast, and then we just did a promo video today. And I mean, this it seems super fun. It is super fun, but it's like this is all very purposeful. It's all an investment, and this is marketing. Yeah, like we like we jingled to you in the last episode. This is all marketing. And it costs money too. And I think there's value in like knowing that like you have to like put sometimes a lot of money on the line at once and be like really scared and then be like, oh, it's going to be okay. This is a train that we took time to load, that we bought coal for, that we put passengers on, we got a caboose snapped onto the end and we set it in motion we didn't just show up one day out of the woods like a bunch of white walkers and stumble upon a train right you know like it it was (laughs) i'm getting i'm getting a little new sci-fi but yeah right okay yes let's wrap this up really quick okay so instagram live stories posting on your feed once a day yeah these are all things that have proven to work for us um also be crappy now while you can on video because this is your chance you've and somebody as if you're awkward somebody is gonna relate to you yeah no like I'm always like I'm, I'm so, always crappy. I'm so awkward but like yeah Haley we're not awkward we're just people no I'm awkward that's what's sure. awesome about us no you're not awkward you're like precious you're no so, I think you're precious you're I pretty am, little princess. it's uncomfortable you guys it's weird putting yourself out there it's but here's what so I tell weird. people when they're like I'm just so scared to like put myself like do videos or whatever. This is what I have to say back to them. Okay. When I started putting myself out there, Instagram started getting me clients, which in turn helps me pay my bills. So it's obviously working. I'm marketing to a client, right? Who, if Becky, no offense, if your name is Becky, who like posts her latte and says like going out for girls weekend and like, that's it. Like she isn't promoting anything that's fine that's works for her Mm -hmm. but like why shit why do you care if she is like sitting and like judging what you're posting you don't because like she's not doing anything to try to get ahead or try to build a clientele like like we said everything's strategic 
why do you care when people who aren't using social media strategically, why do you care what they think? It's completely irrelevant. You have to, and once you start seeing those results and you, like if you've changed nothing else, if all you change is your social media and you can start tying those results back into what you're doing, it is going to blow your mind. Like you're going to be like, holy cow, it actually works. But you have to do it over and over and over again. You can't just, and you just cannot care what people who don't have that same vision as you, you cannot care what they think because like, it doesn't matter. Or care about how many people view or like things. Like the number of followers you have, that doesn't pay your bills. No. But like. It sure doesn't. No. And sure, maybe it helps in some other ways. Fine. It helps stroke your ego. Okay. But like, whatever. You, if you're marketing correctly to your ideal client, which we can get into again another time it's going to change your business. It doesn't matter if you have a hundred followers or like a hundred thousand. If you can have a hundred thousand followers, but if they're not like purchasing or engaging with what you're putting out there and selling, it doesn't matter how many followers you have. But if you have a hundred followers who are sitting in your chair, who are, you know, even if 50 of them, whatever, like that's a full book. Yeah. You don't need anything and else. It's, it's all about focusing your energy that you have. In the same way, this is the last thing I'll close on, and I think this is a great closing point for us, is that I think a, a great starting point, I'm closing the podcast, but I'm giving you a good starting point. Goodbye. As the audience. A good starting point to all of this, if you are struggling to find a place to start or really just want to start focusing so hard in is to start eliminating things in your life that don't serve you for whatever reason. Like an example of mine that I will give is I used to have Snapchat several years ago. (laughs) Snapchat's so fun. Like, I'm not going to deny that. Me and my kids bonded over Snapchat. Like, my mom had fun with Snapchat with my kids. Kylie Jenner built her business on Snapchat. Kylie Jenner built her business on Snapchat. However, I was finding myself messing around with my friends more on Snapchat and using up the time that I could have been using to do other things for my business or really work towards something that I could have been more focused on. Um, So Snapchat was just one of those things where I was like, love you, deleted it. I haven't thought about it since. And I think I've seen so many young women and men just with our heads in their phones, like either scrolling on somebody else's something. And I think there's a lot to be said too, by like, just not, not looking at other people's stuff all the time. Like just don't just stop because it's not, it's not doing anything for you if it's not doing anything for you and you know, right. Exactly what is and what isn't. And then really thinking about like, is being on Snapchat or is being on Facebook or is being on Instagram and looking at this right now, like, is this, what I need to is be doing. Is this being like productive towards my end goal? And then being willing to be like, it's not. Yeah. So if you need to delete Snapchat or if you need to, del- or, you know, scroll back on Facebook and not like check in as much, uh, like do that. And not only will you feel be- better, you'll have more time to devote to being intentional. I think yeah. it's more about being intentional with with how you're interacting on social too. Um, And it'll clear your head too for more space to be creative and to really um, 
future you. Yeah. So in closing, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We really love you so much. We do love you guys so much. There is so much more to come. Thank you guys so much. We will see you next episode. Bye.